0: Do I get get to do it again?
1: again. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to From Attractions Real Life in the Accounting Industry. We are celebrating our five-year anniversary and coming to you live
0: from the Sheridan Grand Mirage at Change GPS Summit. Five years, Paul. Uh, how, how, I was. Five we have years, some floor uh, mics, so everyone catches the laughs. Five years, and I'm still turning his
2: mic on and making him sure he turns up on time. That, it's just how it rolls. Uh, five years. I, we didn't. Uh, we didn't plan it. We actually, like all good news, uh, anniversaries and everything, you find out on LinkedIn uh, when people just start tagging you in at uh, work anniversaries. <laughs> Had no idea. So there you go. Is that how
0: Mel tells you that your anniversary is coming up? That's how, yeah, that's yeah. how <laughs> Facebook okay, notifications. No, I. I have a calendar system. It's all right. I did, it's all right, let's I'm have ready. a seat. Let's have a seat. Absolutely. I've got a dry Riesling here. Is this a, is this a dry Riesling, film? I think it's dry. Feels dry to me. I don't know. Make it up as we go it it's was, all uh, right. uh David, thank you very much for organising the band for that. That was uh, pretty impressive. Well, thank Tim Munro organised the band tonight. I said, can we get the From the Trenches song done live? Takes a certain ego to get their own a band to learn the theme song for their own podcast. I'm
2: going to make that my ringtone. Is that still a thing? I don't know. I'm going to want to ring out how to do it. I don't know. Do you still play Snake? Uh, no, I want it. I want to. <laughs> anyway, uh, look, we we are we are very quick tonight. We are going to we are under very strict time pressures. We've got two guests, 30 minutes. We're going to be uh, hopefully very quick.
0: Food will come out, so please just eat and. Start when clink the knife done. and fork on the plate. You're not going to interrupt us. Have you seen how loud Paul Meisner is? I'm the quiet one. I think I think the the tape
2: will reflect <laughs> that you nearly broke a speaker coming out <laughs> there. But that is all right, uh, David. We're just going to recap. Indulge us a, a, a sec. Talk back about how uh, how we started. Five. It was probably well, now five and a half years because it took a while to to, to get started, but. Okay, We've got five minutes allocated for this. Go for it.
0: Back in the day, uh, a fancy co-working space opened up called Work Club in Collins Street, and it was really, really fancy. And obviously I wanted to start my business there because I wanted a Collins Street address because back then I thought it was important. And I go to the open, and it wasn't finished yet. And this Scandinavian, how was his name? Soren. A quick summary of the start date. <laughs> Anyway, I remember the parquet floors. It was a parquet, parquet. Anyway, I see this bloke walking around in this jumper. It looks like a NASCAR driver. He's got five-way, zero, carbon, all these brands, not carbon, all these brands on his top. And I said to um, Megan, who was working with me at the time, that's Paul Meisner. He's a big deal in the cloud accounting world. <laughs> and she was like, no one's a big deal in the cloud accounting world. What are you talking about? Anyway, Paul and I said, and we ended up working together in a co-working space. And at the time, virtual CFO was just sort of growing. Cloud accounting was really starting to catch hold. And Paul's office was next to mine. And we were doing this. Cloud accounting was sort of in the middle. Paul was using cloud accounting to champion compliance. And I was using cloud accounting to champion CFO and advisory services. (laughs) Bookkeeping. It's been been our
2: longest running joke. Is Tyler here?
0: Yeah, we called him a bookkeeper the other day on the show. It didn't go down to it, I think. We were looking after $50 million companies. Anyway, Paul and, and I start arguing all the time. And Megan says to me, you two, you're like a married couple. Just start a podcast. So we did. We booked out uh, the war room as it was. It looked like it, we used to call it the KGB spy room, which has a bit of a different meaning these days. I probably wouldn't be saying that out loud anymore, actually. And we came up with this idea for the show. And we, had, we stole the Democrats' line, keep the bastards honest. And we thought we can't do that. Came up with from the trenches, and then the, then what I think was the lasting legacy of the show: best on ground, worst on ground, five and five.
2: And I think it's safe to say that you probably owned the best, and I as uh, just
0: like pretty much just hate everything. Well, I have a positive so, disposition, I, I really and you're a word that we're not allowed to say because Apple gave us a PG rating on the first episode, and then we're stuck with it.
2: Well, anyway. <laughs> it is nice to have the the probably the the longest holder of worst on ground, Trent. As
0: our yeah. new C, uh, CEO. Congratulations, Trent. We've we got a new interested. CEO. we got a CEO of a... It was a podcast now. It's a media conglomerate. I think look,
2: one of the things, and often people do ask us about how we got started, and it it is truly just those same doorway conversations we have that is just pretty much how every episode has come together, and uh, we really do... We've loved doing it. We've really enjoyed doing it. We've had an awful lot of fun uh, doing it and we will continue to do it.
0: So Basically, we have an opinion and you're going to listen to it whether you like it or not. But it <laughs> and is that's made, lasted us it, it is
2: based off everyone's opinion. We, uh, weekly shows, we've had multiple live events, uh, interviews with some pretty decent people. World Congress of Accountant, we got, uh, of Accountant we got our Completely first media card, out, I one. think. Um, and now we are big enough. Uh, to have our own CEO, who you will hear with uh, from at the end, uh, but early on, David, somebody stupidly or otherwise gave us money uh, and was our founding sponsor and thought that we're oh. alright. Where is? While Ron comes to the stage, can David just a maybe big round of applause? A big round for of applause BGL for Ron
0: <clears throat> So, David, while he comes Ron, up, how Ron, did it get started? Ron needs one-tenth of a reason to leave Victoria and come to the Gold Coast, so it wasn't hard to get him here. Um, Paul says that Ron gave us money. I honestly believe Ron believed in us and what we were doing. And you got it? Just, and when you're just really, we're just two smart asses trying to, you know, call out bad things that we thought were happening in the industry. For someone from, you know... As big as BGL to come in and back us meant a lot. Well, you are. You're a very big company, aren't yeah, okay. you? You're not? Thank you, David. Yes, yes. Welcome to the show. Uh, Welcome to JCPS. I, love, to I love
3: this that I've got a high chair and you guys have both got low chairs. You <laughs> should have. Yeah, we're well, the money man in this
2: situation
0: now, so it's got to reflect your status. I think, yes, yes, exactly, exactly, David. Now,
2: what we wanted to do now, Ron has promised to talk quick. Now, anyone who's spoken to Ron, well, he's going to talk quick tonight, hopefully. But uh, we're going to reprise one of our earliest. One of our earliest segments from the show, uh, it was called Five in Five, and when we designed it, it was uh, five questions in five minutes. And I think it took about one and a half interviews to work out that neither David or nor I could keep it to under ten. My minutes. questions were longer than five and, minutes. <laughs> David's questions, I think, yeah, in one episode, did tap out at more than five, at more than five minutes on their own. We are going to try uh, here. I have it is it is 7:11. I am uh, I am tracking. timing. It? I am tracking the time. So, uh, Ron, what basically? Why, <laughs> why, why partner with us? Sponsor with us.
3: Oh, look, I suppose we um, we were always looking for different ways to promote our business. Um, we're looking for people to support within the industry who we think could go somewhere. Or, you know, we make some mistakes, um, um, but we were looking. Yeah, uh, we we thought, look, this is something that's probably got legs, and five years later, it still has legs. So we were still um,
0: trying to reach the potential. That's why we hired Trent. Um,
3: we we. I, sh- I should say we do also support an- a whole lot of start-up businesses and uh, a, whole o- a whole lot of start-up different things. Hmm?
2: So was, somebody yelled out charities. I was
0: yeah. waiting for someone.
3: Yeah, look, some of them are and some of them aren't.
0: Ron viewed um, us as tax planning, charitable donations. Yeah, charitable donations, yeah. that's
3: right. But no, look, we thought that it, it had some legs and we would we were happy to be a part of it. We're, uh, five years later, we're very thankful we were.
0: So five years later, do you think it was worth it?
3: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know, the answer is probably yes. It was, um, but I was. say that because my marketing people would be saying to me, "Where's the return on investment?" So, um, and uh, whenever you do marketing, you're looking for a return on investment, and uh, they would say that to me. But I think certainly from our perspective, it's been worthwhile.
2: What and so Ron tonight, the, the theme of the show is is sort of what happened what has happened in the accounting industry in the last five years and what will happen uh, beyond. So what has happened, in your view, around the accounting industry in the last five years? The good and the bad, the best and the worst.
3: Yeah, I think there's been probably more bad than worse. We've got a very aggressive tax office at the moment, as we all know. Um, We've got uh, crazy people doing crazy things who've got no experience in doing them. Um,
0: Give us some more details on that one.
3: Oh, well, wait! To, wait till you see the new um, company register from the ATO, and you'll understand what I mean. Hopefully, we can fix it before it gets to that point. Um, what I did find interesting was the person in charge of that project is also in charge of uh, the uh, new regime around advice inquiry. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, too so had chat thought, about him today. Uh, I thought uh, her, her, her. So I thought that was very interesting. Um, look, I think the the big the big thing in the last five years is, without any doubt, has been the move to the cloud. Whether it's been uh, from accounting software, from all sorts of uh, stuff that people are doing, um, the number of subscriptions that people have have now gone through the roof. And if you really want to find out what's happened in the last five years, uh, come along or tune in to uh, BGL Regtech uh, tomorrow uh, Wednesday in Melbourne.
2: There it was. Beautiful segue, right? Uh, so what about the next five years? Are we actually going, are we, is, is, are we going to see any innovation? You, you innovate, the rest of the tech don't, I'm sure we'll get to that. What, what's the next five years for the uh, accounting industry?
3: Oh, look, I, I think we've got to get to a point where there is no manual work required for the vast majority of the, the compliance that we're doing where the whole thing's automated. And we may start to see that Sooner than later, if we look at what's going on in the UK at the moment, uh, they now will have to lodge tax returns every quarter, uh, and that will all be coming straight out of accounting software. Um, I think we're going to see a much heavier hand from governments. They're going to have to pay for uh, the, the, bid, the tr- trillion dollars debt that they've put us into, and um, Somehow, and part of the way is going to be for collections from the ATO, some new taxes. I think I read something this morning. The ATO is fifty-two billion dollars in debt.
0: The ATO's in debt.
3: Well, collections that they haven't collected.
2: Sounds about that. Sounds because there's I, not enough tax. I've agents. equated from. I feel like a mortgage broker, just yeah. like handing out ATO money. Anyway, well, last question because we're really in time. Uh, greatest BGL achievement in the last five years.
3: Oh God. Um, look, I, I, I always put achievements back to the team. I don't. I don't, I, don't I, I, I don't achieve the way that they achieve. I think getting to where we are in the market today has been a fantastic effort from the guys. Um, to have a competitor that was years ahead of us and is now years behind us is, a, is really a tribute to the work they've done in the last five years um i think the awards that they've won and um, the recognition that they've got from be it the afr or be it all, all sorts of different places is a is a tribute to to what we've achieved over that period of time and i don't judge how we are by awards i think you know, you judge by how you are i suppose as a business in revenue and profitability and team and all that sort of stuff and uh, i think we've done really well on, on a lot of those counts um the team the awards that we've won for Best Workplace, I actually see as being just as important as the ones we've won for innovation.
0: Very well done.
2: And Ron. we actually kept it to six
3: minutes. Six minutes.
0: Was that clap for the time or for Ron? Let's give another clap for Ron, clap everybody. For Ron.
2: Thanks, mate.
0: I think uh, one of the fantastic Sheridan staff are going to take one of these chairs so it doesn't look like we're waiting for a ghost. Paul, uh, I've got to ask you a question. You're a man of positive disposition. You have a generally rosy look on life. You judge things favourably. I'd call you a glass half full kind of guy. Uh, did anything good happen in the last five years? Oh, you know what? I'm going to put some colour around that. Imagine it's five years ago. Are we at where we thought we were going to be at five years ago? In an
2: accounting technology sense, absolutely not. I, I think that the greatest disappointment continually... We, I, I guess to give context, David, we, those conversations that we had five years ago in your doorway were how bad are the accounting bodies...
0: Still having that conversation.
2: And we're still having that conversation and it hasn't changed in five years. And, and why are we being promised a future of technology... That we haven't seen, uh, we haven't seen. eventuate. I, I really struggle. I mean, you look at the major accounting players. You look at Zero, who kind of had to go right back under the hood and fix a whole lot of internal capacity issues in terms of their platform. Really, what they've built externally has not been great. See, uh, QuickBooks or the other Intuit really haven't done it. They did. They've caught up. To be honest, they probably actually built stuff to catch up. And Myob Connected Practice, seriously, if that wasn't the biggest just marketing buzzword with no intention to build
0: product. Uh, I, is anyone here run their practice on Myob? Can you see a show of hands? Does, does anyone one? know that Myob oh, Connected so we're Practice We're going to be stuck exists. on in a moment, mate.
2: <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure it exists. No, I, I think year on, year on year, David, I one of the... Now, in the last two years, professional bodies are the equal disappointment. But software has not delivered anywhere near what it uh, promised.
0: My take on the last five years is much more positive. I think something that's dramatically improved is the client experience. (laughs) Clients, through technology, are interacting in a better way with their accountants. Even if it's through smarter use of email, better use of engagement tools. Accountants have Slack channels now that they're communicating with clients with. And I think, you know, change GPS's own growth in the last couple of years, which exists to make accountants look good, sort of proves that the client experience is doing better in the last five years. Oh, and certainly, I mean, you, you also put it down to the last two years
2: with COVID had a lot more tech adoption and kind of brought that late that late majority into the market, which they otherwise weren't. And I think that was a good thing, certainly. Someone put it to me, it was interesting about the uh, check-in apps and the QR codes. Brought a whole lot of society, at least opened their mind to, to cloud software,
0: which kind of was good too. My other big positive over the last five years: the hyper-automated practice. Hey guys, I know the meal's delicious, but I just want to get a quick show of hands. How many people would consider themselves a heavily automated practice?
3: <laughs>
0: I reckon there's probably five, six hands up out of about a hundred in the room. J- Jason, Robinson. Jason Robinson does didn't not put even his hand up. That's amazing. There's so much further to go. I think that the hyper-automated practice is a major, major niche. If you do it, you do it well. That's what you do. But the majority of us, just trying to make the clients look good and feel good. I think it, it, one of the things that... I'll say us. One of the things that often strikes me is that
2: this... How big is your tech stack? Kind of seems like this. How big is your tech stack, Paul? Vanity metrics. Paul, Paul, uh, how big's your tech stack? Like how big's your tech stack? It's like. Paul's tech stack's tidy. <laughs> it's like, I really, you know, I, I certainly, certainly won't be showing it. No. But I I I think it's like a yeah, a, a vanity metrics rather than how do you use it? Are you getting efficiency out of it? Just how much more do you do you plug in?
0: All right, that's the last five years. Let's have a look at the next five years. These are some of my predictions, what I think is going to happen. And when I say these are my predictions, Change GPS is investing cash in making these sort of things come to life. I'm asking my team to spend their time on it. So these are a bit more predictions. These are things that I'm basing the Change GPS strategy around. So I hope people listen because I'm investing in it. My first big trend that I think is going to happen I think tech bodies are going to have a better representation of small and media practice and, account and medium firms than accounting bodies are. Tech companies are built to listen. We, we, the first thing I did when I joined Change GPS, we put in HubSpot, we signed up to the service, we built service tickets. Tech companies are always listening to customers and have a feedback recogni- rep system to make changes quickly. I'm convinced the accounting bodies don't have KPIs around small media practices. I think it's a really
2: interesting point. I think the, the professional bodies are doing nothing, frankly, for small, for small firms, for Gee, me. Has that got everybody quiet. Professional bodies suck and then everyone just has to put their forks down. Um, but I, I, I don't, I mean, is it, do they just? It...
0: Hey, can I ask a question, Paul? Sure. If our CEO is having a conversation with someone while we're doing a show, can we sack him? I think so. <laughs>
2: I think so. Sure you were. He was selling them Dibby Pay. I think anyone who doesn't... He's doing demos. it's doing, who, like, demos. It's it's doing like, demos. It's like being in a beach in Bali when Trent walks past. Just just hold your wallet, right? Just hold your wallet. Um, he'll give you a drink. Might take your wallet. Uh, sorry, Trent. It was cheap. Uh, but, look, I think that the professional bodies... It, to me, it just seems like the greatest version of Stockholm Syndrome I've ever seen. Like... I think they, would, they, they inflict enough pain through the professional year that we just feel like we can never give this membership up. Um, it yeah. is just like it.
0: I can't bring myself to stop paying, but they are giving me absolutely nothing. You're all talk. Nothing. My next big trend, and this is a major one, I've got a big announcement tomorrow about this. I think accounting firms are going to move away from the tech stack and move back into the Microsoft world. <laughs> I think Office 365 does a, a huge amount of work that firms actually need. And I sit at the back of Change Accountants Office. There's about 10, 15 accountants sitting in front of me. When I look up, do you know what I see on screens? I only see three apps ever. Outlook. Outlook, Teams, Zero. That is it. Excel? Uh, occasionally Excel, but, but it's, it's Zero or Excel would be the alternate place that the work's done in. I think Office 365 is building out. Microsoft has its own APIs that it's making public. But I can tell you it changed GPS. We're building products to use Microsoft as our delivery mechanism. I reckon firms are going to go back to a, a more single software provider.
2: On the back of uh, Microsoft, I'm Google. I'm a Google house uh, anyway, but... That's because you don't pay for it. Because I don't pay. I'm cheap. That's fine. But I, I, I admire the Microsoft suite. At least they talk to each other. Um, You know, one of the things that's probably more not, I don't think it'll happen, but I really hope it will, is understanding and using the tech you've got better than just plugging more tech in to try to solve a problem that you otherwise
0: should have just solved. My next big prediction, Paul, I reckon will get the whole room quiet because it's bad news. I've got bad news for every single accounting practice in the country and the smart ones are going to pay attention. All of your tech is going to go up 10 to 15% every year for the next 100 years. Cost of tech is expensive. The cost of security is expensive and we're spending more of it. The cost of developers is going through the roof. There's got companies at the moment who are putting prices up by 300%. So accountants, budget in a 10 to 15% price increase across your tech stack basically forever. It's always going to be this growing cost in a practice. And I'd really worry about
2: some of the tech that's not Ingrained, like it's not. If it hasn't made it all the way to a core part of your process, if it's just nice to have or sitting on the edge, I have a feeling those price rises could be really kind of decision making. they will leave. You know, I think you know the, the the core accounting systems, the other core systems have got a lot of elasticity in that price, in that in that price tolerance. But some of the outliers. She's some of the outlying software, I'd be a bit worried if they had to find a way to, well, you know, heaven forbid, make money rather than just spend it.
0: We have five minutes left on the five-year anniversary of From the Trenches. And while we talk about the future, we need to give a big From the Trenches welcome to our new CEO, Trent McLaren, everybody.
1: Wow. <laughs> welcome to the Team Trent. It is fantastic to be here. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Dave. Is How are we all tonight? Are we having a good time? Ten people down front having a great time. I like it. Well, Ma- now nah,
0: Mark's said Sitting at the back. I think he's at the naughty table. That's actually, why I sort of chose to mark sit there. At the I'll na- attest. Mark, at
1: the mark was the one table. person actually shushing people. Oh, good on you, yeah. Mark. So well done, Mark. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, it was good. What are we doing in the next five years, Trent? What's the plan? Yeah, so it's interesting. I I agree. better be Uh, interesting. Next five years for us is uh, because you guys have built a really good foundation. You built a show. You found an audience. But what does the next five years look like in terms of how else do we reach more people? So we think about more voices, more stories. We think about more shows. We have a really good podcast show. You guys do a fantastic job. Thanks. But you're hired. It could be better. (laughs) Just kidding. It could be better. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. But we could, you know, we've got other ways to reach more people. And I think if the mission of the podcast was always to shine a light on problems in industry, we need to diverse how we do that. We're going to elevate more voices. We have more shows coming out. We have more shows coming out. Real life in?
0: Hey, Grant Abbott, do you want to do a real life in estate planning from the trenches
1: podcast series? Done. Sold. Well, I wish I'd... See how easy this is? That was easy. Who else wants a podcast show? Show of hands. it has got to be a show. Somebody, All right. Show? That's number one. That's number two. What are we going to do? Real, real life in lending? Hide your wallet. Done. Hide your wallet. Hide your wallet. You get a show. And you get a, you show. Get a, show. You get a show. you get a show. Jace, Jace wants, a show. wants a show. Jace has a show. You can have another show. <laughs> Jace's show is very good, by the like. gets two shows. That is a good show. A numbers game. It's really good. Yeah. It's better produced oh, than yeah. us. So outside of podcasts, though, we do summits. We've got a summit coming up May 25th, yeah. 26th. Call for speakers, by the way. If
0: anyone's got anything interesting to say, summit at changegps.com.au.
1: No, summit what? at fromthetrenches.com.au. Oh, yeah, jeez. What I'm drinking Phil's Rieslings. So I'm in a bit of trouble. Who's this guy? Amateur. Property Amateur. investment. You want to do a real life in property investment? All right. The, the only ways. There we out. go. We're all winner here. So we've got summits. We've got podcasts. We've got accounting awards. Oh, right. I'm very passionate about this one. Did
0: you hear that, everyone? Ladies and gentlemen, From the Trenches Accounting Awards. Paul, what awards are we going to give at the From the Trenches Accounting
2: Awards? Well, as part of, as part of the awards, I was just spitballing uh, before. I think we, we need some really practical categories. I think that we have best tax loophole. Best tax loophole? We have most complicated client structure.
0: Most complicated client structure.
2: We're, and we'll actually have a panel of experts. We won't talk about the other awards
0: in the market. I want to give an award for the firm who repriced their clients and got the biggest uplift and an award for the firm who sacked the most amount of fees. These are the awards we're going to have at Trenchers Awards. There
1: so anyway, the awards is all about – it's community-led. This this podcast and the community, it's always been community-led, community voting. I want to see a best and worst on ground for the year. Yes. Like in my mind, I want to – who is that person? I think it was Tool of the Week, right? That was a thing. Yeah, yeah, Back it was. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Like surely there's a Tool of the Year. And I don't mean best software vendor of the year, if that's what you're talking about. Well, ladies and gentlemen, a big thank you to Trent. A big thank you to Paul.
0: And a big thank you to David. Thank you for joining with us. Enjoy your meals. The band's going to come back on. We're going to get some dancing happening soon. Have a great evening, everyone. See ya. Thank you.
2: Thanks again for listening to an episode of From the Trenches. David and I love to hear from listeners so you can reach out if you've got feedback or story ideas, get in touch. I can be reached on Twitter at Paul meisner underscore or on LinkedIn, Paul meisner.
0: I'm on Twitter at David Boyar, B-O-Y-A-R, on LinkedIn, David Boyar.